Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 42-year-old from the Honey Hole, Kincardine, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada and the USA. He is one of the original Shed Guys from way back in episode 5. As he is most likely the most competitive little prick I ever did have the pleasure of playing with and against. He did teach me a lot about what it takes to win when we did exactly that with the Elmira Sure Kings, but he didn't end winning there. He won everywhere he played. In 03-04, captain the Niagara Purple Eagles to the CHA Championship, and for fun, won Player of the Year, and is in their Hall of Fame. He did learn everything he needed to know about losing when my Daytona Beach Bombers let the Cincinnati Cyclones know what's up in a Game 7 thriller. But he did win her all the very next season with those Cyclones. And for fun, and because he is a winner, captained and won the, Chelly, the Kelly Cup again in 09-10, cementing his place in East Coast hockey history and Cyclone history, winning the Coast Sportsmanship Award and was named the All-Decade Team of the Coast. Ran amok. But his winning ways started as just a puppy with the Concordian Canucks, winning three All-Ontario Championships. Welcome back to the Shed, Barrett Agates. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey. Excited. Yeah, aren't you pumped? You look pumped. I am. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I, like, I was thinking about how long I've been doing this now. Episode five was a long time ago. How many years? Uh, January's going to be the, the third year. Three years soon. Okay, really? Yeah, wow. I guess so. Well, I've done 300 and... 44 episodes or so give or take <laughs> yeah that's a lot that's a lot of people big hockey family i got now though you know it's really spread <laughs> sure. yeah. um, so i get it now we know each other um i don't know what we talked about in episode five it was too long ago but um you are from concordant canada where i live now right i am yes mm -hmm. you haven't made it back in a while i eh? uh, didn't make it back last summer unfortunately Summer before I was there. Right. Um, Missed you, though. Yeah, never saw you. Um, but uh, when we did see each other last, I believe, was the 2018 Shirt Tail Parade. We ran amok that weekend, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I know we talked about it last time, but I think we should bring it up again because it's one of the best traditions ever in the world. The old boys and girls reunion in Concordant, Canada. We only have like four and a half short more years until the next one right? uh yeah i was gonna say that was 2018 it'll be 2028 yeah. yeah yeah i think i'll still be ready to play i won't be too old <laughs> um Great. yeah it's a lot of fun 
that's pretty cool. I've been a lot of places. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> so folks that don't know what happens is, well, it's a full weekend event, right? Starts with golf on the, what's oh, yeah. the th- Thursday? I think thir- Thursday, I think. And I was just new and concurred, man. I didn't know that many people. And I I did uh, get invited to a foursome of some shed guys, big Joe Haste and uh, Pugs. And uh, I played in a foursome that day. And I couldn't believe how many people were not working in this area. (laughs) Every golf course was full. Like, and every every hole had eight people at least at it. (laughs) Yeah, and I think most people, like, there's lots of people that can't even get in to golf. Yeah. Yeah. And then I then all the buses that take you to the golf course then take you to the beer tents after the golf playing, right? And it's a full yep. day event. Yes. Yes, full day. Um That's but I guess people start. around here can do a full day, you know? They're they're ready for the old boys when it comes around. <laughs> I don't know. When I was when I came, we had we were just moving to Chicago that summer from Cincinnati. So the wife let me come. Uh on my own oh but i just was i just just came up friday and left sunday really um yeah i remember when it happened last time and like you start thinking about your kids and you're like so you're gonna be how old each time and you start planning out because like what age you are and like if they're participating in the activities really you know (laughs) yeah so well i want to say the first one like i was like my kid's age probably now right and so like eight, seven, eight, nine years old, maybe something like that. Right. And then the next one, oh, I must have been like seven or yeah, seven or eight. So the next one, You're I was 17. It would have been in one of the summers, like when I played in Elmira. Um, so I would have been, yeah, 17, 18, something like that. Uh, but yeah, they come around pretty quick. They do. And um, it's still a soft spot for me that I missed the one. It would have been in 08. Um, I had to go to Germany and run around track on July 1st. And then I get sent all the pictures of the shirt tail parade and folks that don't know the shirt tail parade is the, uh, what would you call it? The grand finale of the weekend. Every uh, night there's something pretty much the on. highlight, the highlight. Yeah. Well, and it's the last like Sunday, right? Isn't it? Or well, Saturday night. Night. I want to say Monday, they still have stuff. Like they got like the fireworks still on the beach on Monday night. Usually, right. This is right. kind of the wrap yeah. up, but Sunday night is kind of the last drinking night. um and everybody like i mean everybody in town dresses up um in the most ridiculous outfits they can come up with and you all march down the road together looking like fools and you have every walk of life there and you have you know the big bosses of their companies and the doctors and the teachers and everybody is just having a time together it is quite the time to be alive isn't it (laughs) it is it's pretty fun there's no judging that day in concurrent yeah. you can do whatever you want have a time right yeah yeah <laughs> looking forward to it you better be here i'll be there yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i always say it takes everybody to win um that's you know how we won in elmira we had everybody going everybody on the same page and it was the same every other place i won and i'm sure it was for you but um i did uh actually it might have been one of your ideas but <clears throat> I asked for coaching recommendation letters to try and help get a coaching job in Concordia because uh, it hadn't always gone my way. And uh, you were nice enough to write me a recommendation letter. And I do really, really appreciate the letters I got and got to submit. Um, and I am getting to coach this year. And um, it's been awesome. You know, thanks. You're welcome. No problem. 
Yeah. I know uh, there's been a lot, like I've, obviously I've been involved in the hockey here with our kids and um, there's just like, you know, our, our, our organization is bigger, but you know, there's certainly like a lack of, or a need, like there's certainly a, a big need for like really good hockey people. Um, because there's, the you know, I like guess, and <clears throat> it's just, and I'm, I'm all like, I'm, I'm coaching three different teams this year when I have the time, but, Jeepers. um, so you're a bit involved, <laughs> but like you, you also need like other perspectives from other people too, right? Like, you know, like just because Barrett played hockey somewhere, this, this place, this place, this place doesn't mean that Barrett knows everything about hockey. And, you know, like there's, true. I probably forgot more stuff than I actually know at this point. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's always good. That's why it's always good to have other coaches. And I always lean on my assistant coaches to step up and say stuff and, uh, get involved and uh, be a part of it too. Honestly, I I feel like one of the luckiest guys around. I'm a co-coach with Jared Adams. I don't know if you know him. I didn't really know yeah. him beforehand. Um, but man, I couldn't ask for a better coach to be with. He he's a he's got a hockey brain. He's open to my ideas. We talk out what kind of speeches we're going to come up with. What the details are we got to work on. And like man, he's. He's he's been incredible, and coaching with great people makes it so much more fun, you know. For sure, yes. Um, you spend so much time together, right? So much time doing it that yeah. Um, it's been you know, weird how much I... we're on the same page, though, man. It's like actually <laughs> weird. Like it's it's been really cool. And then I got um, Holt and Tom Humphrey on, on the bench as well, and it's like, man, coaching with shed guys is a hoop. But then last season I had Kent Little as my assistant coach, and man, did we have a time in under nine gals house league. <laughs> Yeah, Ken's fun. <laughs> we had a great time, um, and the girls had a great time. But no, I've been very fortunate with the three years of minor hockey I've had coaching, and uh, my word, can I get passionate about it? <laughs> so are you coaching girls still this year too, or not? No, um, they practice the same nights at the same time. One's in Tiverton, one's in Concordon, and um, no, they, they have a good coaching staff for Zoe's team, and I was with her last year and had a hoot, and now it's nice to see her enjoying hockey without dad there every time. And um, she's still in sure. mucking it up and they just won their tournament this weekend. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, so I have my twin daughters, Lauren and Kate, and then my son, uh, he is two years behind them. And uh, I, he played up last year. They all played on the same team. And now the girls moved up to squirt, which is whatever you 11 there. So are your girls <laughs> playing with boys? Yes. Um, is that because so, they're that good or is it because they don't have girls? Um, so we had a, it's that we call U10 here. So we had U10 girls team in our organization last year. Actually had two of them. And then uh, this year, um, I mean, we actually have, we have a decent amount of girls and some decent players, but they, uh, most of them just wanted to still play with the boys through U10 anyway. So um, I think it would have been good for Kate. Um, she has five girls on her team. Lauren and Kate are on both on different teams this year. Uh, Kate, uh, Your twins are on five. different teams. Yeah, Lauren made she made the top team for her age group. So the 2014 birth year, she's on the top, which is like the Central States, the, the top double A league in Chicago with the boys. So she plays on the boys team. Um, and then they actually have two other girls. They have, like, she plays defense. They have a girl on forward and a, and a goalie as well. So she got three girls on her team. Um, so she's doing well. Their team is okay. Um, you know. <laughs> win some lose some they're not the best team in the league by any means but they're not the worst so uh so when she made that team the coach asked if i would help out with that team 
Um, and I had already committed to coaching my son's uh, U8 team as the head coach. So uh, anyways, the, you're, you're uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Kate's team, uh, the head coach kind of reached out and they had one of the guys that helped me coach last year, his kids on that team, they didn't really have anybody to help. So I said, well, I don't know how much I can be around. I've already committed to two other teams, but if, when I'm there, I'll help out or yeah. I don't jump out of practice. And so, uh, so it's five nights a week plus games in the weekends <laughs> yeah. tonight. We have three tonight. I got three tonight is Monday is skills night in our whole organization. Um, and I got three of them on three different ice services, just at like staggered times, five o'clock, five fifty, six twenty. So you're so there, you're at the barn all night. <laughs> one to the other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's busy, man. This minor hockey's wild. We just played three games of three nights. Zoe had a tournament, um, this weekend too and now next weekend we head to windsor for a tournament like it's just full go and we have a game tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah play never ends. i tell you the concord canucks had a, a mega big weekend in the regular season uh we played walkerton who had never lost this season in regular season other we beat them in a round robin game one nothing then they beat us in the finals of that tournament um, and they beat us 7-1 in the first preseason game of the year. Oh, wow. um, yeah, that's how our season started, was losing 7-1 to Walkerton in a preseason game. I was like, oh, dear, what do I have here? <laughs> um, but my goodness, have we come a long way. And then uh, we did beat Walkerton 5-1 on Friday night. And then we had yes. to play Mid-Huron, who was the next top team in our league, and uh, played them the next morning, and they were a squad. And uh, we greased that one out, too, after a brutal first period. We were out 2 nothing, came back and won 4-3. And it was a hockey game, but couldn't have been prouder, man. You should see these kids work, man. Like, they're old-school work ethic. Like, they are giving her. <laughs> nice. Yeah, fun stuff. Makes um, a big difference, right? Sure does. Um, well, other way we know each other is I do work at Superheat, and you grew up with uh, Reggie, right? Well, Joey's my age. Joey's your Reggie. age. Well, yeah, do you want right. your fun fact? Because I know you like winning. Is um, sure. I went in the Concord Bulldogs golf tournament with Reggie, Joey, Holt, and Kent Little, and we were a fivesome. Nobody complained because we all weren't that good at golfing. And we won the Bulldogs golf tournament <laughs> and had a great time doing it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard a couple stories about David. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because none of us were that good, but like every putt and it was every log putt somebody would drain it every time and we were chest bumping it was wild i was gonna say i don't uh <laughs> recall like growing up reggie and joey ever got either of them ever golfing no but they have fun when they do it i'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> uh yeah i was get good get to know them uh that day um i didn't know them as well but i've worked for the company now for i think it's like eight years now you know yeah yeah um, well, so Joey, Joey and I played, we played right together from like novice together. Um, and then we ended up playing, like we went to the Highlanders together and played and did, and actually Reggie played on the Highlanders. The, we were the major Bantam team. He is the minor Bantam team with Tyler Murray. They were both on that team. He's coaching and, the gals uh, this year. He's coaching a lot of my old oh, gals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyways, like Norm had two kids going. So Norm would either drive. He he just bought that started that season. He bought this this brand new white suburban. So he was uh hitting the road every weekend with that thing to one of the games. So we'd always be carpooling or Joey. My dad was the assistant coach, so Joey would always come with us to practices. And then and then the next year, Joey made the Owen Sound Grays. I played in King Carden uh for the Bulldogs and Reggie kinda he still played for the Highlanders, but then like was an affiliate, so he played for the Bulldogs a little bit uh that year. 
Well, so the folks that don't know who we're talking about, Norm's my CEO. I just got off the phone with him because I got to be the video maker guy. I'm going to make some training videos for the company. And um, <laughs> I tell you, I, I couldn't be more thankful or I guess I really lucked out that like I moved to a new town. I don't know anybody, don't have any work experience. And I meet Ron Sale and then I meet Norm at Boston Pizza on a Wednesday and we just got shooting the breeze and I had had an interview there. And then, like, he took a chance on me and hired me. And now I've been there eight years. And um, I just really appreciate, like, I put my name in to try and be the Highlanders coach this year because they'd never had a team. And I wanted to try and build the culture there. And I didn't get it. But when I asked him if I could do it and put my name in, he trusted me to do my job and that. And he knew how busy I'd be. And, I mean, he's been through the minor hockey deal. He knows what I'm going through. And I really appreciate his support that he – he wants me to be coaching the Canucks and I want to be coaching the Canucks, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He definitely, uh, you know, he was doing the same thing, right. With his kids and yeah. he got such a short, uh, you know, short span of time with your kids as they're growing up and involved in sports or whatever they're doing. And, um, and it's great you know. when you work for someone that gets it, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. And I've been very lucky how it's all turned out and concurrent for me is like, now I have meetings with him and, you know, we get through the business stuff and figure out what we got to do. And then, man, it's just like talking to any other shed guy in the shed after he's a yeah. dandy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, other ways we know each other. We won the Sutherland Cup together way back when, and we were supposed to have our 20 year reunion and then COVID shut that shit down. And then we were supposed to go drop a puck or something, right? At a Shuriken game. And, nearly every guy on the team is coaching minor hockey and everybody was gone different directions coaching minor hockey and i thought that's awesome championship people coaching kids out of hockey right uh yeah it's kind of i wasn't going to be able to make it anyways but yeah, it's kind know. of sucked that kind of got canceled right um mm -hmm. well postponed right postponed yes to be rescheduled Right. I don't know when a good time to do it is, though. That's I would say if we miss the 20 year and now we're in this middle stage, why don't we just wait till 25 and then blow the doors off? Uh, yeah. What year was it? 2001 ish? I don't know. I think. Yeah. About that. Have been. Yeah. So then we're looking, yeah, a couple years from now, we could do 25 year anniversary, really do her. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, but I thought it was neat how many guys were coaching hockey in that group chat. Everybody was like, I'm here this tournament. I'm there. I'm coaching this. Right. I'm coaching that. It's neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you did. I mean, I guess that's this is what happens when you win stuff. We were supposed to have that reunion. But you also just had one in Niagara this last weekend. I saw pictures of Benty, who I shared a wonderful weekend with this summer in Cardiff. Um, and Nats went back this weekend and ran amok. Were you there? Uh, I was not there. So right, you were at your hockey tournament. Nosey was there. I saw pictures in Brian Mills. Really? Yeah. He was on the uh, team that won her there because I know he, he was on the schools. team and then he, he left. I think after that year. Right. I think I don't know. It's hard to remember. And then, uh, but Lackner was not there. Um, I don't know if you you would probably I don't know if you would have played against Joe Talari in Strat when he played in Stratford. I played against him at Niagara. Yeah, uh, he was kind of the him and him and. Uh, Nat and we're kind of the ringleaders of it. So, um, of this weekend that just happened, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, I'm a player as I knew it, anyways. But I think they had about half the team there. Like, one guy came from Finland, uh, guy came from BC, guy came from Idaho, and 
Um, That's, cool. That's what so, winning does, though, uh, man. It's like us Western Michigan Broncos. We haven't been back. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, uh, but we should go. So back. I, I think one of the things that I, and I think some guys just went on their own, but I think probably half of those guys, uh, same deal. Like they've got kids that are, um, you know, around my kids' age, stuff like that, or you know, they they were able to bring their their families to it and stuff like that. And that's kind of the first thing, uh, or the first time that we've done other alumni stuff, or they've organized other, you know, an alumni weekend or game, or you know, come watch the team on Saturday night. And there's a lot of you know Ontario guys or Western New York guys that are close enough, or they do a golf golf outing in the summer or something, but nothing to really like. Hey, like bring your kid and like hang out in the locker room and for the weekend and stuff like that. So that's kind of the response I got. Like that was kind of a cool part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, uh, I guess we're hitting home again is my dream and my vision and how I want to help <clears throat> inspire the kids of Concordia is see where Colby decides to play next year. But I'm kind of hoping he stays in Concordia and maybe I can get a coaching gig. And, um, I would like to take the kids of Concordia to Western Michigan University for a weekend and see two Bronco games, maybe schedule a couple exhibition games against some American teams and show them what NCAA hockey's like and show them the loss in lunatics. And I think it would be like a memory for life of Colby and his best friends from Concordia that they did that together and got to go do it. And I want to make it happen next year. Um, they would love it. So they would for sure love it. Um, so we actually, my daughter Lauren, her team, they played a uh, tournament in Detroit, oh, third weekend in October. And we took them to, and it was actually, well, it was, we actually played in Ann Arbor. Um, so we took them to the Michigan Ohio State game on the, uh, I think it was the Friday night. Uh, whole and team that, went with parents, and it, it's, you know, you know what that building's like, right? Oh, yeah. Um, they would have so, loved like, that. They, eh? they loved it. Um, it was awesome. And I, hoping that you know like i've been back to western michigan but then i'm hoping they would like take care of me and then um i think it could be pretty inspiring it's like when we were with the sure kings and we went to watch the ncaa games right it inspires you to want to do it yep for mm -hmm. sure well we, even we, like, we went to ferris right and watched collins and kunitz play yeah so my first year in elmira we went to uh um uh, we actually played in a tournament in court as a cornwall Oh, I remember I hearing about that. You guys had to play a tournament while you were seeing the games. It so, was yeah, totally so different than the weekends. We played we a had. tournament, and then we went we went over to watch a Clarkson game on the Saturday night. And then the next year, did you come? The next year, we went to Ottawa. Yeah, and then the St. Lawrence sixty sevens, and then St. Lawrence with Brandon Dietrich. But we didn't play anything. And then the next no. year, we went. Oh, well, we State. sure didn't play. We played, no. but we didn't play hockey. <laughs> There's no time. There's. <laughs> And I think, actually, do you remember when we, when we got there and would like you just fill up the whole bathtub with beers and ice and everything? Oh, yeah. Just, well, I think the, we uh, became the a Ferris team State, that weekend and won it all, folks. The Ferris State weekend, we actually came, we played at home on the Sunday. Like, we bust back from Ferris State on that Saturday night. Really? And, I don't you know, it was, that. <laughs> and we played at home on the Sunday night. I don't recall that. I remember yeah. having fun in Ferris. <laughs> I remember uh, we were on the bus and me and uh, Nat and I don't know who else was playing cards at the table at the back and and uh, and having some beers and like you remember because Matthews was the coach then that must be, he must not he must have not lasted long after that trip right, right. well yeah um, well he didn't last long as it was but he didn't last long after that trip <laughs> and uh, I remember he was basically like hey like every you know shut it down go to sleep we got a game tomorrow and we were just. Play, playing card we were obviously loud and whatever and 
Um, he yelled something back to Jeff and he barked something back at him. And <laughs> like those two, oh, oh man. Those and, two uh, got along. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, coaching's a, a, it's a thing. And, um, the way that year went and we got Dave officer in, who's just a great person, maybe didn't have all the hockey experience, but he knew how to find the knowledge about hockey and he knew how to get the best out of his players and get every feeling right. And he knew like that John East, our assistant coach had a ton of knowledge and he leaned on him and he knew how to bring a team together. Didn't he? Uh, yeah, it was quite the change. It was. <laughs> yeah. And we won it all. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Fun times. <laughs> Very. Um, Anyways, you know what you didn't win, though, eh? I'm still in how we know each other. We'll just chat this time, okay? 2006-7, owned your ass. You guys were up 3-1. The Daytona Beach Bombers of Ohio came storming back. And, man, the vein in your forehead was sticking out. And you were so mad at your teammates <laughs> those last games. I was loving it. <laughs> do you know uh... what? Beating you is one of my funnest things to do. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's cribbage ping pong a game of risk i always enjoyed beating you because you get so mad i feel like uh we almost we almost went up three nothing in that series i think you guys i think game three is in cincinnati and you guys like tied it up like really late and with the goalie pole and end up winning that game and uh, we went up three nothing and then we were up three one and then by the end though like that team, we wouldn't have went any further. I don't like that team. Like game seven was game seven, not in uh, yeah, game was game seven in your rink. It had to have been, I, I had to know. have been. Um, we had guys like fighting in the locker, yelling, fighting, yelling That's in the locker, going yeah. to the third period. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it was going well. Like, we had uh, one defense, you did have one defenseman, on like, squad, screaming at other guys, like, telling them to pass on the puck. And so, mm-hmm. um, well fun fact for you that series is um i mean whatever it happened we did it we were down three one and i know one of the guys on the team he had his car packed he figured we were done and he was heading out of town and uh well we had a day uh, it was a sunny day in dayton ohio and we got the beanbag boards out and uh got some beers and you know what it, it everybody was pretty down and stressed out and we had a fun day playing beanbags and drinking beers um, and then we were all sunburnt and showed up in Cincinnati for game five and one, <laughs> and then we won the next one. And then all of a sudden we were moving on. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because, uh, when we won in 2010, it was kind of a similar thing. We were in the conference finals against Reading. We were down three, nothing. Right. And we were there. It was a Tuesday night. We lost, lost game three. And then we had to stay there. Like we didn't play till Saturday and Sunday. Something else went on the rink. And uh, the Wednesday was Cinco de Mayo, and we had the whole day off. And that's a guy, we ended up yeah. like sitting on him. And it was his springtime, right? Like you're in the conference final, it was May. Right. So like, it was nice, nice. weather's nice. And yeah, patios are open. Sat on a, <laughs> sat on a patio at a Mexican restaurant in Redding, Pennsylvania. And yeah. everybody, and our coach was Fiera, he knew too. And like he was so mad the next day of practice. And then we ended up coming back and winning the next four. Well, and that's what's interesting to me is like when things aren't going like and you can all be so angry and mean and stressed out or you can just kind of have a day where it's just like, okay, let's just relax here. And then all of a sudden you go out and play relaxed and then it goes better, you know, 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is like what it's maybe not like, a recipe for success. So I'm not telling teams well, to have B-Bank tournaments and crush beers yeah, in the playoffs. Like, That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, right? So people don't realize this, and I don't think I maybe didn't realize this until after I stopped playing, is um, like – even before even during the season, like you can, it is, a, it is stressful. Like it is, sure um, is, you know, you're, you're one week away from not having a job if you're not, if you're not playing well, or, um, you know, like you're not making a lot of money. You're, yeah, you know, yeah. so like it's, and every you know, win and loss is such a big deal. And then if you make mistakes, like in pro hockey, like you, you have to play well to keep playing. <laughs> right. And nobody wants to be in, you know, like, yeah, the, and the ECHL is, is great. I've, you know, I spent a lot of time there, but like everybody, you, everybody on the team wants to be playing on a better team, right? <laughs> They're not happy being there. They no. want to be on a better team in a better leagues, you know, making more money and like, okay. Like, and I, and you know, it's just like in college, like you get a Saturday night or you go out and you have some fun and whatever, like, and it's like, it's not, it's different from like the stress that, you know, like normal people have in their day-to-day, like regular nine to five jobs and stuff. But like at the time, it, it can be stressful and you and when you get an outlet you take it right well and it uh, helps um, you you need that release especially like after a long weekend i mean you got to get the boys together and have a little fun right. to you know and, yeah. the, and the playoffs just amplify that like you're oh. playing second night or it's just it is such a it's such a grind and you're right you're still not you're still pl- not making a whole lot of money doing it no. and, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just like like it's 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 tough like mentally to to be able to do that like every second day for two months. I know. And you've been on some playoff runs. So have I. And man, when they come to an end, it can, you know, when you win it, it can, well, it can get away from you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When we, so Dayton there, we beat Florida in game seven, the next round in the semis. And it was a series. It was as hockey as it gets. And then we went played Idaho in the finals, and you know they beat us. They were better. Um, but then I lose in overtime of the final game in Germany the next year. So now I've lost two finals in a row after long playoff runs. And then the third year, finally win it. Um, my first year in beating Heim. And you know what? After the two d- defeats the year before, I'm sorry. Things got away from me. You know, I didn't know there was a parade. I I was just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it can be tiring winning, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. I had a great time. Thanks, beating on. <laughs> um, what was your – what's your favorite, uh, like, after a championship, like, night? You won a bunch of stuff. Was it college? Was it Sugar Kings? Is it East Coast? What was the best night you had? Um, I don't know. I think they're all, like – I would say, like – Sugar Kings, uh, went in there, went in Niagara, went in at twice in Cincinnati. It's, they're all kind of unique in their own. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as you get older, you may be like, I, I, I definitely say like, as I got older, like by the second Kelly cup, we won. Um, and I had, I, I had been on the team two years prior and we had, <clears throat> oh, maybe we definitely had one other guy, but he was injured. He got, he tore his ACL, like mid-season that year so he never played in the playoffs um we had traded back for a guy that had been on the team a couple years earlier so he kind of came in late in the trade trade deadline so we didn't have a like many guys that were there both times yeah um which only being two years apart is kind of 
but that's East Coast. Hard to believe, but yeah. Um, so like that, and you know, like had family there. I had a bunch, you know, there's a bunch of friends from Concord there too. And like um, Rebecca was there. She she was there for that. And like I think that as is going through the second time, like was just more of a like soak it in and appreciate like more know, you know like know, knowing happy. how important it all is, right? You're always happy and like excited and like whatever. But like that was just like happy to like see you know more almost happy like happier for your teammates to be able to they can now experience that and uh to have everybody there right and like, it's it's weird right once you've won like when you've really won something it like i think it changes you 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 get even more pissed off when you lose because you know how happy all of your friends your hockey family will be if you win it right and it's like winning is the exact opposite of losing <laughs> right yeah. Right. And I mean, for, for everybody too, that like, has, uh, you know, like helped you get there and supported you and, you know, followed you and all that stuff. Right. It's good to share all that stuff with other people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I think all four of those championships, like my parents were there for them. Right. And, um, you know, I think Elmira was, a, I don't know, like obviously the first like big championship I won. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, yeah, big one. <laughs> almost 25 years ago, like it's kind of, but I mean, well, and you know, like but... who we had to beat to win it. Right. Like we weren't the favorites. We had finished like third in the regular season and yeah. um, we beat the, beat the teams we needed to beat. But then when you get to the finals and you're playing Thorold, who had Nathan Horton and John Scott, and like, they were a deep, good hockey team. And man, who like we dug down deeper than them. Like we had a 15-year-old Ken Dunn fight John Scott, right? Like <laughs> and everybody was willing to do whatever it took to win the games. And we did. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't have a favorite. They're all I, I mean, I'd say, yeah, if there was one, maybe a little more favorite as as you get older and appreciate it a little bit more, maybe, but yeah. All good. Yeah, all good. Um, yeah, winning is fun. Um, so anyways, Benty, guy's scared of the shed, eh? Yeah, I can't believe you haven't had him on yet. It's embarrassing. I go over for a testimonial for Josh Batchett says money this summer. We have the weekend of our lives, and he he says he's not a talker. I'm like, I heard you talk all weekend. We talked all weekend, and now you're not a talker. But then he'll get in his ice tub in the morning I, I and let everybody know, and he's <laughs> telling everybody about how cold the water is. And now he's nicknamed himself Ice. And it's like, and you can't come to my shed and talk to me, but you can talk to everybody in your cold tub. Come on, grow up, Benty, right? Well, I think he's lost. Yeah, like his uh, his Instagram thing. He's been, he did that uh, 45, 45 day challenge or whatever, and he he's lost. Skinnier like, than when he was a hockey player, man. He's yeah. in way better shape. He never worked out like that when I played with him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's trying to prove these days. <laughs> <clears throat> Fun fact, I don't exercise ever anymore, and I I weighed less than when I was a hockey player. I was only 182 pounds the other day. <laughs> That's without working out, folks. That's just laughing in my shed. You know? uh, good, diet. <laughs> um, good diet. He's uh, he's funny. So he was two years behind me um, at Niagara, and when he came, like, his first year, like, he was a true freshman. He, he couldn't even – he didn't have a driver's license yet. <laughs> and he was living at home in Thorold. What? So his, yeah, he lived at home in Thorold and drove to Niagara to go to school and play hockey. Oh no, Every- his dad had to drive him. He didn't have a driver's license. Shut the up. The year. His dad. <laughs> Maybe this is why he won't come to the shed. Is because he's nervous <laughs> to tell me. So this. His dad had to drive him to school, 
in college. <laughs> you had a teammate get dropped off for college hockey by his dad. <laughs> And then we had another guy that was living that was living at home in St. Catharines too. So sometimes like his dad would drive and then meet the other guy and then he'd, he'd take him the rest of the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know who I did just see? That uh, was only, I think he got his license like probably like around now, like it was before Christmas, but that was cool. That was for like two, three months. Um, Sorry. No, that's incredible. Um, and uh, what it's it's interesting how shed guys know shed guys, and you won a championship with Benty, and then I go to Cardiff, and we won one, and then I'm done, knees gone. But then they keep winning, and Benty shows up, and they're winning everything, and then I get to have a weekend with them. It's just such a small hockey world of shed guys, you know. <laughs> he's a beauty. Yes. Hey, he's only he only stopped playing a couple years ago, didn't he? Yeah, it was like when Co the, the baloney started, I think. Okay, so probably three years ago, maybe. Yeah, like they were just about to win her all, and then he never really got the right send off. But it was nice he got to go back for a weekend, and we got to muck it up. Um, yeah, he he had a good saying that we he just kept saying, "Somebody stop me!" <laughs> it's like every day we'd get up and it would start again. He said it a well because it so didn't stop all weekend. We had fun all weekend. I think the last time I saw him, it's like I haven't seen him in a long, long time because I don't get like I'm just not close enough to get back to those things at Niagara very often. But you get to see him um, as a cold tub and you get to see him working out, right? Well, when he was the year after I saw playing, he was playing in uh, Asiago um, with an, an, a Matt McDonald, who I played in Cincinnati with for a few years. And he's from Niagara Falls, and um, him and his wife were over there and. Uh, and me and Rebecca knew them well. His wife's from Cincinnati. So we were just, we were going on a trip to Italy. We flew into Venice, and then we went up to Asiago for a few days. Um, and you saw Benty three, and Asiago. Three days, and we watched the game. The first night we got there, they had a game. And then uh, I think the next night was New Year's Eve, maybe. Um, so got to see him and catch up with him. And uh, I think there's a couple other guys on that team uh, that I ended up and played with in the past, too. So it was a good, good trip. Well, whether he's a talker or not, and he's scared of the shed, he is a shed guy. He's He's a dandy. He would be um, good. If, maybe if you got him on with somebody else. I think I, I th honestly, well, I tried to get him on with you and Lax oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Matt's. And yeah. then he said he fell asleep in the bed with the kid. And it's like, how could that? There's no way that's possible because when I'm hitting the shed, I'm so gosh darn excited. I can't think about anything else. There's no way you, that oh, he's soft, eh? Yeah. He better, Benty. Or maybe I'll, I'll have to catch him in his cold tub in the morning. Maybe he'll talk to me then. <laughs> uh, but I just saw Nats in Ripley, Ontario this week. Um, he texted me a picture of the arena, and I was only 10 minutes away, and it was a night I had off. So me and my son went and watched his son muck it up in under 11. Nice. Yeah, they dominated Ripley. It was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nats is hilarious. I saw him coach baseball in the summer. His team won it all in the league my son was in. I went, yeah. and, wa went and watched them beat Walkerton. And um, then I went and watched him coach hockey. And um, he's funny to watch coach. Um, is he still intense? Yeah. Yeah. He's funny to watch coach. Is he full ball? He's got to be a full ball, like full, like ball pants, full uniform uh, baseball coach. He's probably, right? right into it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he won it all again way to go Nats winners win right yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, I just saw Lochner and Elmira when I went home for a family Christmas I stopped in to see Drew Banger for 20 minutes and uh, he's coaching the under 11 Woolwich team Elmira and they just won their silver stick oh nice yeah shed guys winning all over the place eh? yeah 
Um, okay. What else do I got here? Jeepers. You got anything while I look at my notes? I haven't looked at them in a while. Yes, I got something. You what? got nominated into the Niagara Hall of Fame or something, didn't you? Um, yeah, that's been uh, a oh. long time ago. Would have been the year before my daughters were born. Really? That so long ago? I just turned nine. Yeah, so it's been 10 years ago. Um, that's got to be a pretty neat day, eh? uh yeah well they do it like like do they retire with, your uh, jersey or do they just put like your picture up on a wall no they don't retire my jersey some guys been wearing number 11 still so we went to uh sure? i went to uh does that guy so know that what was, kind of skates he's trying to fill be better buddy uh, get number uh, 11 uh, off your back put her up in the rafters be better uh, purple eagles <clears throat> figure it out i think i think there's maybe four hockey players in the hall of fame there but they do it they did uh um, like all the sports, like it wasn't just me, it just wasn't my day. Like there's a basketball player. There was a, a women's tennis player. I think they did uh, maybe like a whole, it was like the swimming and diving team that one, like went to the NCAA tournament. But that's I, what winning does, right? You, you get put in hall of fames when you win stuff. If you don't win stuff, it's like, well, you can put up all the points you want. Like winning individual awards doesn't mean shit. It's like my career at Western Michigan. I like, you know, I got some awards back there from like the seasons for like MVP or top scorer, but it's like, I'm not going to any hall of fames. I, I haven't even been back yet. And it's cause we didn't win. And so you can be as good as you want. You need everybody to win. Right. And you guys had yeah. a squad when you get Benty, Lackner, Nats and net, and you guys had a squad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely winning. Kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of your college roommate throwing his hockey equipment in the garbage after the last game. <laughs> after our last game he he threw it in the garbage who it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter he ended up playing in the southern professional hockey league so i'm sure he got over it. Yeah, i guess they need new gear he wasn't having much fun playing hockey at the end of his time at western michigan and he did decide to play again and he did get his love back for the game a bit you know that's good mm-hmm. well in in so, like, as we kind of went through this whole thing over the last couple of months, like, leading up to this uh, uh, Niagara reunion weekend or whatever, like, um, like, college teams carry so many players because it's not like a junior team, you know, you can't, like, call anybody up from anywhere, right? Like, they carry so many extra guys. There's so many guys, like, on that team that are either not playing or yeah. they're maybe in the lineup and not playing as much as they'd like to be. Do you remember when you first get to college and you see, like, I couldn't believe it as a freshman when you see the big seniors and, like, they're getting healthy scratched and they're, like, six foot two and they can skate and they can shoot. And I'm like, well, how are there this many good guys on one team? <laughs> you know? I know. I went it, to, the, like, the first captain's practices. I was like, I'm going to get cut. Like, I'm going to get cut. I felt so small and weak when I got there compared to like the guys that have been doing those college workouts for three, four years, um, which were intense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little different than Jason Myers on upstairs at the Meyer arena, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't it interesting how like junior hockey's training and whatnot has come so far from when we played when like we didn't work out and we just went and played hockey and we practiced like once a week. <laughs> we didn't even have a place to work out. No, no. Like, well, no I remember my first year on the sure kicks, the, the, the dry lander workout would be K okay, the track at the high school over there. 
go do two laps and come back. <laughs> and that's what we do. And then you'd see the old fellows just kind of really nonchalantly going around the track. And you're like, well, I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. Game's changed a bit, eh? A lot. Your kids have nutritionists yet? <laughs> uh, no, but so Lauren's seen this year. This is the first year they do at our rink. We have like an ups. We have a workout room up up top. It's actually pretty like pretty good for, um, you know, it's for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they do. Uh, they go up and they have they have somebody come in. I don't even know who's in it because I'm on the ice with my son. See when they do it, but um, like it's a it's an outside like you know, uh, trainer guy or whatever. And he comes in and puts all these teams through the workouts or whatever. And, um, it's just, a, you know, they're young, right. But it's just, no, like but it's good to get up. that in, in, there get in the habit start, of it. Right? Yeah. And it's part yeah. of, we do it too. Um, I, it's strange to say the concurrent Canucks do dry land and work out, um, in under 13, but we do, um, we have dry land before practices on Wednesdays and Humper, my Tom Humphrey, the humper he runs that and sometimes i even have to help and you know what i know i'm not the conditioning coach i know i'm not i'm not the nutritionist and i'm not the conditioning coach i'll help out if you need me but that's not my thing i'm i'm more of the yeah. team coach right not the that part i was never i never excelled at it how can i teach it right could you delegate that <laughs> yeah uh, but no, I actually have two horses on my team that are like, so Colby's a first year, um, for these second years, like we have, we have a team where we have like no weaknesses and we can just roll three lines and roll our D and everybody can play. But I do have a couple horses. Like I moved this one kid, Sam Humphrey to center, and he had never been a forward before. And holy moly, has it gone right. I don't know whose idea it was. It seems like a good one though, <laughs> but he's scoring two or three goals a game. And he's also huge and skates fast and shoots it hard like a man and then i got jacob jinman on d who is also like as big as me already and he can skate he can shoot big fast right-handed d-man and it's like man you guys can play and that's what i find cool is like now i can help these kids get places and now that i've been talking in my shed i have way more connections than i used to and I will help you guys because I believe in them. They are great kids that work hard. They play hockey the right way. Um, and they're in it for their teammates. They're not in it about their own goals and assists. Like they just want to win. And man, it's really cool when the leaders of your team are exactly what you need. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Right? Go yeah. Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of around here and how I like to promote kids that are coming up. If I see a kid that can play, I don't mind taking a picture and sending it out there. So people know about them. Um, when we were sure Kings, we did run amok. There's no doubt about that, but we played an NCAA hockey game, Niagara versus Western Michigan. And there was like eight sure Kings in it. That's crazy. When you think about what, what we accomplished, yeah, it is. right? It is. Yeah. And that's what winning does. It's like if we didn't win the Sutherland Cup, if we didn't go on those playoff runs where teams were watching us, and then, you know, you did leave, and we did do really well the next year, but flip and lost game seven for the Sutherland Cup, and I oh, still have issues about it. But, like, that's how uh, all those guys got scholarships was it took everybody to win. And, man, playing an NCAA game, Purple Eagles versus Western Michigan in Kalamazoo, and there's eight Shurikings out there, it was wicked awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think like didn't we win? We probably won. I don't know. Can't remember. 
when I started at Western Michigan, we were better than you guys. <laughs> By the end, um, we the, uh, like, like colleges want like kids from winning teams too, right? Well, yeah, it, but it's true though. And it's like, you go watch a game and you go to a finals and you're not just looking at the top scores anymore. You're looking at, well, why is this team in the finals? What's going on in the second and third line? Cause it does take everybody to win. And there's role players. It's like when we're on the Sugar Kings, Kyle Rank, right? He's playing third, fourth line, and he ended up playing more AHL games than any of us. <laughs> yeah. And you played with him in Cincinnati, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, we were roommates. You and Ranker were roommates in Cincinnati. Yeah. And <laughs> did you see Garrett? His he, didn't much. he called me and asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to be roommates this year? After he signed there, I was like, what can I say? Can I say no? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I saw his brother give everybody on the ice in an NHL game 10 minutes. Did you yeah, see that? That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's I saw Kyle. Kyle. Kyle stopped in here with his whole family. They were driving to uh, Minnesota this summer. End of the summer? Sometime this summer to visit Roxy's sister lives out there. Oh, really? I and, know. Uh, I know. He's coaching. He said he stopped in here. They hung out and they stopped in here. They stayed the night. Her, their girls are his youngest girl might be close to my girl's age, and then the other one's a little older. Uh, the kids played, had a great time. Well, um, people probably wonder where how players get places to do things in hockey, and it's like, well, when I was in Beatingheim, and he might have been with Cincinnati, I I tried to get him to come to Beatingheim. We needed an import, and um, our coach's life was on the ropes there with our team, and um, I tried to convince Ranker to come to Germany, and he declined my offer. And then our coach did get fired, and then they they brought in guys I couldn't really work with either. They um, when would that have been? It would have been two thousand nine, ten ish. Okay, so he would he came to he played in Cincinnati the year in between the years we won. So it would have been oh eight oh nine. He was there. Um, yeah, it was right. But then he was right in Portland there. the whole next year, I think. Right, yeah. He got called at the Portland that year. Well, and he gives her. That guy plays hockey the right way. He plays on the right side of the puck. He doesn't cheat anywhere. Yeah. He's, a, he's a winner. Yeah. Yeah, he gives her. Um, it's neat say, seeing Garrett reffing in the NHL. And um, there's a kid from Concordia here that he was just the captain of the Bulldogs. And I went and watched him last season. Um, and um, I saw that he was done at the end of the year and all of his teammates were posting about how awesome this guy is and how he's the best leader ever and the best person. And then I go watch the Bulldogs this year and he was ref in the game. Um, the next season oh, really? he went from the captain to the ref and man, like he, he ran a tight ship out there. Um, he, you could tell he had the players respect. Um, and I think the kid's going to go places in the refereeing world, you know, say that's pretty young to be doing it. Right. And it's it's a good idea. He was done with the Bulldogs. The the only yeah. other option is playing senior, which I think he does as well. Um, but like if you can be a good ref and you know hockey and you're a leader and you can have the respect of the players, I mean, refing's a good thing to get into. Yeah, it's a grind. Like those guys, like I wouldn't want to do it. But... <laughs> um, so you can't the, win I'm... the game. You you know. <laughs> you remember uh, Kendrick Nicholson that played for Stratford? Yeah, he was the so captain. Yeah, he started in the NHL right. Same, I think the same week Garrett did. They both started at the same time. Um, so I kind of my cousins, my cousin from Stratford, his cousins with him, and they were uh, in in Chicago here. They came down. Him and the Nick Gibson, who played for Stratford, 
him and my cousin came down. They usually go meet him for Kendrick for a weekend somewhere during the season. And they were in Chicago that weekend. So I went down and met them uh, for dinner and, and for a couple of drinks after. And um, Andrew have, Smith. I have exchanged a couple messages with Kendrick Nicholson on trying to lure him into the shed. But uh, I believe the NHL has some red tape on the yeah. refs coming because Garrett also was hesitant. <laughs> um, Fun. I can so at least Andrew, have the German Andrew, refs on Andrew stuff. Smith. Andrew Smith, who used to play for the Sugar Kings as well, he's from Kitchener. He was the linesman. I met him that night. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it it seems like an easier way to make the NHL than playing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking out loud guys. in my shed again, folks. <laughs> I think both Kendrick and Garrett, they were able to go from like the OHL to the AHL NHL. Like a lot of the guys, like a lot of the US guys, like they'll go, like there's guys, there's a lot of guys, like I know recognize a lot of NHL referees that were in the coast when I played. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, I know. It's amazing. Um and like I just had a guy on in Germany that was like a team Germany national team player um and then retired and got right into refing and now he's refing in the DL like right away. And really? the, those are the guys you want refing. They are, they get it. They know what's going yeah. on out there. They know what's a penalty and what's not. You know? Jeepers. What are we talking about now? Um, where and what are you doing now? You're in Chicago. Uh, we're in Chicago. And you're coaching the shit out of kids. Right? Uh, yeah, that pretty much consumes uh, most of my time. I, yeah. I'm also... What a, kind of I'm coach also... are you? Are you, uh, are you? are you as hard on them as you were on your teammates if they weren't pulling their weight? I'm pretty hard on them, considering... <laughs> <laughs> Considering they're like seven, seven and eight year olds and nine year olds, that's probably pretty hard on them. But um, I try to uh, not be too hard on them. I, I don't cross the line. Um, you don't get the veins sticking out on your forehead. I don't know. I probably do, but well, I'm a little, I'm a little vocal on the bench sometimes. Like right. my son Alex, he's seven, and uh, and he's he's a good player. He plays defense on our team. He's probably he's be our best defenseman and. He like when he does when he does something, I'm like, I get mad and he comes off and I'm, I'm like, I'm talking to him, but I'm also like probably raising my boys a little more than I should sometimes. And he's just like, I'm like, <laughs> like why? Like what's the first? Like you're yelling at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't yell at them, but it's like our game Saturday when we're playing a great team and like it was the second game in a row. We're not ready after in the first period and we're down two nothing. It could have been way worse. We were getting we were getting manhandled and we were playing awful. And then like we don't have a flood, we're not in a locker room. So like I mean you have to give your speech on the ice where people yeah. hear, right? And I just got down there in their face. And I'm like, you guys know that wasn't good enough. But, you know, you get the your eyes just – you get a little fired up, right? I didn't yell, but I let them know that they sucked. <laughs> yeah. And they needed to be better. So I said, go out and be better. You know? And they did. But um, – so I, I try to make like, it fun though for, for my coaching style is I try to make it fun, but it's like, if you're not working hard competing and doing things right, then it can't be fun. Cause then I have to let you know that I can only have fun when you do it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say like, certainly like I will like, I have like very high expectations Yeah. for the kids. Like, I don't think like, I think seven, eight, nine year olds can do more than what we're like allowing you know like i'm continuously pushing them and like hey like i see that you can do some of this stuff well like 
then you should be doing it all the time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you should be doing it, continue to get better and better and better doing at it. Right. Like, um, so we've had, I think I've got five kids that were on my, uh, our team last year. And so that's a, that's a good group to have. And then we got a lot of like the younger kids that are Alex's 2016 birth year. That'll kind of probably be, um, you know, with him and on his team, you know, next year and moving forward. So, um, that's what's different. Uh, interesting about coaching in Concordia is all three of my years have been totally different teams. Like I have a few of the same kids from two years ago with the boys, but like only like three or four. And it's like a whole different age group, right? Cause now Colby's a first year. And yeah. um, it's like the teams change drastically. It's not like in Elmira where it's one age group together where you might change out two kids or house league kids right. might get better. It's realistically the same team every year. Not here. Yeah. Yeah. So what we have is we have, you know, starting in, you know, squared Adam, U10, U10, 11, whatever it is. Um, that's when we have like minor and major, right? So Lauren's team is the minor team. So I mean, like, there's some other kids that like, you have your major team, your 2013 teams, your minor team, your 2014 year kids. And then the rest of the teams though are mixed years. They're both like Kate's team is a mixed year. She has first and second year kids. Um, and there's a few kids that, you know, might, I'm sure there's kids that will improve and be able to step up and like compete for spots on that team. But like right now, like that's kind of like their group of that Lawrence team, like that their team next year is going to be almost all of those kids again together. So, um, we've got to get head coach. I help, we got to get assistant coach. Like, so we're trying to, you know, yeah, get that team. We're okay this year. Like our goal, we just want to be better next year. Right. Like let's move up. You're trying to raise the puppies, right. And get better. So. Um, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess there's pros and cons to it, I guess, but like, um, if you get a good group and a good group of kids and parents and, yeah. um, it, it does what? take the parents too, though. Right. Like the parents, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like for you. I've had to have some teaching moments with a couple parents of like what's right and wrong in hockey. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you've had to do that. It's kind of awkward. Um, cause you, you just sign up to coach the kids and, you don't want to have to like tell people to stop being negative in the crowd and uh, stop saying about other kids, this and that when their parents are sitting right in the same area as you, you know, like that's, I can't imagine saying something negative about a kid while I'm up in the crowd watching in like when their parents can hear what you're saying, it's like, how, why would you do that? (laughs) That's why I can't go up and I I always go stand at the other side of the arena in the corner by myself. Leave me alone and let me watch hockey. If I'm not coaching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like my, I just lay, lay it all out at the start of the year, pair me at the start of the year. And I'm like, Hey, this is how it works. Right. And then sometimes they don't listen. And then what happens if they don't listen? you bring it back up no one ever has i'm well and i will eventually but i'm a year and a half in i have never i haven't had a single issue with a parent um or a kid or anything and i said i've said like hey this is the deal like if this is the case but i said it's not going to happen so don't even bother no so that's well it's interesting right because i'm with different age groups every time i was like we have parent meeting and i said like we need everybody to be together. We need everybody to be positive, like cheer on the boys. We don't need negativity in the crowd because I've seen it in the past. And when people start getting negative, it's exhausting and it changes the experience. And then, you know, you get smashed seven, one in your first exhibition game. And you hear that there's a bunch of chatter in the crowd. And then you're like, so I already got to say something. We just had the meeting and I did (laughs) had a teaching moment, but um, 
I, I hope it's going better up there. I don't know. I don't want to be up in the crowd listening to anything. I just want to be down with the boys winning games, you know? <laughs> uh, so you won all Ontario three times with the Canucks. I'm three guessing years in a row. Three years in a row, eh? Jeepers, you're setting the bar pretty high. Um, did you get to play series against other teams? Because now we have to just play a tournament. Yeah, we always did series. So it was always – uh, Um. If you win, <laughs> I I think a series is way better because then the team that should win usually does in a series. And you go to a tournament, it might not be the best team that wins every time. Yeah, well, so we we would always play. Uh, like you have your WAA playoff. It would start with all your WAA teams, right? So we would have like eight teams. You know, it'd be King Card and Port Algon, Walker and Hanover, Goddersville Forest, yeah, uh, Minto, whoever, right? Like, you have eight teams, and then so you have three series just to win that. And then, depending on the year, sometimes we had two, sometimes we had three series after that. So, like, it can drag on, like, it can go, yeah, goes like it's just like it's like a playoff drive in any pro, league, like, yeah, it's two, two months plus of the playoffs, yeah. right? So, I don't know, we never lost out. We never not won. We never didn't win WAA. Won WAA every time. So we were going that far in the playoffs every single year. Yeah. But like, I don't even know what happens when you don't win. Uh, yeah, I think you're just out. I think there's like another, like, there's <laughs> yeah. like a consolation playoff or something, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they let them keep playing, but it's... So I actually don't mind the idea of the tournament. Like, that's what we do here. There's no series. Um, like, like, well, like Lauren's team in that league, so... We have 17 teams at league, which is like a lot. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, it's a lot. But, and it's all Chicago. And then there's three St. Louis teams that we let in the league for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then you play your season. It goes till basically the hockey also ends earlier here. Like your season goes to like the first weekend of February. And out of those 17 teams, the top eight make the playoffs. Really and then it's basically, time. it's basically one weekend, weekend tournament for those top eight teams. And then, and then, but that's the league playoffs. Then you have the state playoffs on top of that, which is just a single elimination, uh, like play down. It's not serious though. I don't even know what it looks like for us. This is, it's all so different now. So we played a first half of the regular season. We just, we play the last game tomorrow against Port. And, um, and then they like rejigged the whole league. Okay. Like, so that's, yeah, that's similar. Well, we don't do that many games of it, but we do have a seeding round. Well, like that league, like when Lauren is, like when they're on the top teams, we don't do it anymore. Just everybody has their top team. Yeah. They should be all good. But like for, for Alex's team and for all the other travel teams, they'll do a seeding round. So, but we play like six games. Like Alex's team played six games. After six games, you figure out like Who's whether a team's good or not or where they should yeah. be, right? Yeah. Um, and then they put them in, a, in in the division for the rest of the, for the, rest of the season. Um, yeah, that's what we got coming up. Um, so we'll see who they put with us, but eh, we're 11 and 0. <laughs> so you're going to be in the top division. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently they rank teams in Ontario, and Walkerton was ranked number one in Ontario. Um, well, we beat them 5 1. Um, and then Mid Huron was ranked fourth, and then we beat them the next day. So, what I don't you know. well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think the rankings are supposed to come out today, Barrett. <laughs> and they, they better put us where we're supposed to be because we earned it. My fellas earned it, you know? Is it just my hockey rankings? I, yeah, it's yeah, it's just whatever. But um, I think when the fellas <clears throat> earned it, they should be up there. But 
I looked at the uh, what they got on there. They added our exhibition games into our record. So like before the season started, when we played an exhibition game, they counted that. Like they have us with four losses. We haven't lost four games. We lost two games in tournaments, a final and a semi. That's it. Still a game. An right. exhibition game is not a game. It's not. <laughs> okay. An exhibition game is an exhibition game. It's not real. Barrett. Well, there we really weren't is even no, ready yet. We we had. There really even, is no exhibition game. Well, then next year don't schedule it. Just go straight into regular season, no exhibition, yeah. <laughs> just for the rankings. <laughs> oh, we laugh. definitely needed those exhibition games. <laughs> we, we, so we lost both games to Walkerton, and we lost to Port Elgin in exhibition. We had a tough start to the season, but we're eleven and zero. Bring the noise, <laughs> right? Well, maybe you'll maybe you'll crawl up there by the end of the year. Yeah, I actually don't care about the rankings. It's about how you play the next game, right? Yeah. But it'd be cool to show the boys they're number ones, but then they'd probably get too fat of heads and not play right. When they do, but when you do like your playoffs, when they go to that like final tournament, like obviously if you win your playoffs, you get into it, but do they not? Is there like teams that don't win their playoffs? They get like uh, a spot in that tournament? No, like you, we have, we have to, get out of our league so we only one team gets out of here and walkerton mid huron and shallow lake are all teams um it's gonna be hard okay mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna shallow to... lake like at that level like they're that it's that big of a town now i think they're just that good nobody yeah. wanted to live in owen sounds so they just like moved out of shallow lake <laughs> shallow lake is good man they won all ontario two years ago when i was with the ae team um uh my boys there we lost in the quarterfinals of Ontario shallow lake they had this one kid, Brady Snow, that, well, he was no, he was no C player. And they had a few others who are still there. And um, yeah, they had a squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, um, you know what I find is when more talked around is where you're born and raised kind of makes you who you are. But those years in Elmira, I found that um, I was hanging out with about the most competitive people in the world. And I think it shapes you, you and Van Nyanatten, um Lackner like every day after school we were competing at something <laughs> you know yeah yeah those ping pong cards ping pong would get oh man Van stink so bad yeah pitcher batter catcher was that was intense do you remember when the ump gave you a bad call in the first ever pitcher batter I catcher don't. tournament <laughs> oh man did you lose your mind <laughs> <laughs> I remember it because I think it was like the last out of the game that eliminated you from the tournament and you hit it and the ball bounced behind the plate, the tennis ball, and then spun fair. And naturally, if you don't get it past the pitcher, you're out. You didn't like that call. You thought it was a dead ball. I think the rules may have been uh, not necessarily clarified, uh, maybe at the first. Well, you got a bit competitive that day. First time. But I won. The, I won. Me and Roger. I don't, see, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> That's because you didn't win. That's why you don't remember. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a cutting edge question. How'd you end up in Niagara out, out of Elmira? How how did you decide on that school? Um, They're the only ones that off, made an offer to me. Or the first ones, anyways. And that uh, is... Um, uh, oh, when did you sign it then? Because you did win the Sutherland Cup and were the playoff MVP. Um, but before that, it was in like November, mid-November is right. right. So we played in, uh, we were going that... through at the same time. Right. Yeah. I remember it. Remember, uh, they had those, uh, we used to like go play in Kitchener on Tuesday nights sometimes. Yeah. 
and we played at Kitchener at the odd, the big rink on Tuesday night. We got killed. That's what Matthews is still coaching. We lost like, I don't know, four or five goals. And, uh, I'm getting undressed and Matthews comes in and he's like, Hey, like there's two different schools out here that want to talk to you. And I was kind of like, one school has never talked to me. How's there two here? Why not? Like, when we got smashed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, could they have picked a worse night to come? Like, yeah. Right. And uh, so, anyways, I went out there and there's a guy from Union um, and a guy and two guys from Niagara. So I talked to them or whatever. And uh, they said, hey, like, if you want to come down next week, come down next week and see the school. <clears throat> so, uh, me and my dad drove down the next week. I think that would have been like the week of thing, U.S. Thanksgiving because uh, there wasn't kid, kids on campus. The hockey team was there, whatever. Um, and then uh, we watched practice, met the, met, met the team, toured the place, met the coaches after. And then they're just like, hey, like we're going to – we'll – We're taking – we know, want you. We'll, we'll be in touch. Like we're going to – yeah, we'll send you a scholarship off. And then, just like that, so, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. I remember so, Sure Kings that next season. We did come and watch you play. Yep. Yeah, we sure did. Um, yeah. Anywho, um, you did win it. And so the year you won it, your junior season, 52 points in NCAA. You were named the player of the year and your team won it, the league. No, no pro bites, nothing, eh? Is it still your club foot? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. They just saw that skinny ankle and they're like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Um, he can get 52 points in college season, be player of the year and win the championship, but not interested. Um, no. Nope. Well, what is it? What is it? Is it your body type? That, uh, I, I, I know I had some issues probably, with that. <laughs> too slow. Wait, people, uh, like, that was still back in the days of, like, big, tough defensemen yeah. get oh, away yeah. with pretty much anything, right? And, uh, well, and the guy, lockout, you're not that and much lockout, bigger than me and people were not interested guys our size really um and i think also too is uh the locket was uh the next year too i'm not saying that anything would have happened but i think everybody knew a locket was coming and um well so stop, stop playing with your tally whacker down there don't be nervous talking to me what are your hands uh, doing down there get them off of there <clears throat> So, uh, so anyways, but like to do, like, and you know what it's like, like, to, did you have an agent? No, not until, well, no, not that time. No. Right. And, um, I, I mean, I guess they're called family advisors at that age, but I know when I had my big year and got 50 points in NCAA, I also didn't have an agent. And when I did take one near the end of the season, he said, you haven't had anybody working the phones for you, getting people in to watch you. And he's like, we're a bit behind the eight ball now. The season's nearly over. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that makes me and and not to like knock, uh, you know, Niagara or anybody, anything like that. But like, I don't know if they've uh, really been down that road before, um, right. you know, because like, I don't know anybody. Right. And the agent that I ended up getting in my senior year, who then got me to Rochester at the end of that year, like, he was introduced to me by my coach, right? right. Like I didn't know what he, I didn't know anybody else. I had no connections. It's not like there was, um, yeah. you know, there wasn't like a, a guy that I had played with two years ago that was like playing pro and had an agent that like was yeah. reaching out to like connect me or anything like that. Right. Or, and that's how <laughs> hockey works though. It's a lot about how you, you people, you know, and that's what I love about doing this now is 
I can help out small town Ontario kids because I, when I post stuff, there's NHL scouts seeing it. There's OHL people, there's NCAA people seeing it. It's like the people following the shed are actually like hockey guys. They're not usually yeah. fans. And um, I can get people's names out there, but I felt found that it was very same for me when I got to Western Michigan, I didn't have that many friends in the, the big game of hockey. And when you come out of Elmira and Concordia, and like you haven't had the exposure and you don't know as many people, it is harder to get places. It's like I only got to Germany because Brandon Dietrich was already there and I knew him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, yeah. anyways, anybody in small town Ontario, if you can play, I'll help you because I want to, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, so you did get to the AHL for one game, but then you ended up with the Utah Grizzlies. You only got East Coast deals after that college career, eh? Um, yeah, I went to Manitoba Well, So, yeah. Do you think it is? It's the hitch in your giddy up when you're skating, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I went to training camp in Manitoba, and you know, like, if you go like to training camp like without a, a contract, you're pretty much yeah, going there. You're just, to, you're just the, there to to fill. So up. they have enough enough guys in line to do the drill. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and the worst part about that was, is um, when I was there, we played uh, like, obviously they got more travel than anybody. So like they, they didn't even, the only exhibition game they played was they played like the university of Manitoba in an exhibition game. Mind you, it was like a whole bunch of like ECHL, guys, you know, guys that were either in the ECHL last year, going going to be in the ECHL the year yeah. coming up. Right. There's a lot of, the fill-ins. <laughs> I didn't even get in that game. I didn't get to play in that game. I was so mad. I was like, That's my college team last year would beat up on these guys, and I can't even get in the lineup to, to play the exhibition <laughs> game against these guys. Like, do I have the worst agent ever? Like, what is like, what am I even doing here? And like, uh, so I was furious, and then like, whatever. Like, they lost. They lost to the University of Manitoba. Um, like, right? like how bad was that? It was embarrassing. Yeah. So then, like, whatever, the next day or the day after, like, I'm caught and I'm going to uh, – um, I originally signed in Biloxi, and the hurricane came through and wiped that season out. And then Toledo had been trying to sign me, so they were like, well, I signed up signing Toledo. So I go then – I go to Toledo. and Toledo like, like the old barn. Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm in baby. Toledo. Like, That's oh, a spot. Yeah, thank God I didn't <laughs> say that. So then I think, like, okay, whatever. I got the car packed up going to Toledo for the year, right? Uh, Chris Blight was my roommate, like – we're moving in the apartment, guy. like all good, right? And then uh, get the training camp, and you know, two days before the season started, and I, well, sorry, the weekend before, like we had exhibition games. We went down to Florida, played two exhibition games. Had a we played, I played four games in four days, four exhibition games in four days. Two in Florida, one in Toledo, and one in Dayton on a Sunday afternoon. That's the coast, baby. <laughs> yeah, like and whatever, like didn't I didn't think I was bad. Like scored scored a couple goals, like whatever. And uh, and a guy on my team from Niagara was there as well. That signed there as well. Well, I come in and like, and I'm I said to the guys and like after the weekend, like Monday practice, I'm like, oh guys, like I don't think like I think I'm getting cut or traded or something. Like I'm, they're like, no, you're not, no, not a chance. I'm like, do you see who's on my training camp line? I'm pretty sure like <laughs> I'm not like on the power play or anything. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, a couple days later. I got uh, Nick Petucci, the coach there, who actually is a nice guy. Just like, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, we just got like too many guys sent down from Grand Rapids and 
we just like I don't really have a spot for you. He's like, I'm I'm so sorry. Like, um, you know, but like there's two he's like, I made a few calls or whatever, and uh Stockton and Utah both want me. So he's like, I'll just trade, I'll trade you to whoever. He's like, Yes, but they're not getting anything for me. <laughs> you know, it's just like I'll just give you I'll just send you to one of those teams. I said just put you on waivers. And uh so I was like, All right, I'm like so I called my agent and he's like, let me call around and and uh <clears throat> so I ended up going to Utah, which we actually we made the playoffs at least had a decent team. Like Stockton was like dead last in the league, so thank God I didn't go there. Um and then so that day, like I literally I had my car and they're like, No, like we need you here tomorrow. Like So you left like, the car and got on a plane? I drove I drove to the Detroit airport, like parked my car, left the keys in like the gas tank. And get on a flight and got, went to Utah. I, like told my parents where my car was parked, and they went and got it. They drove down and got my car. <laughs> yeah, that time of life when you're getting started to the coast, there's right, and you're there's vehicles so left all over North America. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so frustrated, and you're just like so mad, like, so angry. It was like, like I time... went to Syracuse in the A man, and I'm on an AHL deal. And like I know I hadn't had the best tryout, and you'd guaranteed me the one way deal. But it's like I got, I'm in shape, I'm ready to go. And then in the exhibition season, I was so ready mentally, physically, and I ran a muck in preseason. I had like a, about two points a game, and then the guys get sent down, and they're like, "Well, you're not, you're not on the top two lines now, so we we don't have any room for you. So you're gonna go to the coast." And then you get driving across the country and you're so wound and you're so angry and you're like, what was I supposed to do? Like score more? <laughs> and it's, and then you get so angry that then it affects your play. It affected my play when I first got to date and I was, I was down and out. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because like I saw enough guys get sent down to Cincinnati, right? And like, when you like have your head, like you're, you're, especially you have a contract, you have an AHL contract, like you're expecting to play or wanting to play in the AHL. Right, yes, I sure was. <laughs> yeah. And like you've had success in the past, obviously get that contract and get there. And then like all of a sudden you're like, it's the same thing, the same. And then the when you feeling. play well, and then it still doesn't work, and you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> and then like so many guys would get sent down, and they're like, it. it some guys like would have a hard time adjusting to it, or like, hey buddy, like you are on a team now. Like forget about like yeah. you getting called up. Like you yeah. got to forget about that. Just play and be part of a team, and like have success yeah. that way. You can't just be worried about like how many goals you're scoring because a lot of those guys that would get sent down like they worry so much about was, their goals and assists getting back up that they they don't play right yeah or we had players and we had players there that were better than them they, right. it's not like they came down and were the best. some guys would come down and be really good players but some guys come down and like they're on the third line yeah no we we had nhl contracts getting health bombed in dayton and yeah um, we did too especially in the playoffs we yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i remember playing florida in the semifinals of that year that I was so confused about how North American pro hockey worked. And I was a little, just didn't really enjoy it all that much, but we play Florida in the semifinals and one of their healthy scratches had played in the coast, the HL and the NHL that year. And he, they had called him up to the NHL, but he couldn't crack the East coast lineup in, in the playoffs. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, this is strange. How'd that work? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it's different. It's definitely a different world. And you only played in North America, never went to Europe, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you hung them up really early. Can we tell that I story? Probably, I probably would have. I probably would have. Uh, I would have liked to have gone to Europe, but I ended up meeting Rebecca and just with 
she's like, she had a really job there. And so I ended up sticking around Cincinnati and, um, and you had found your home there and you were the captain of the team and um, you were clearly the leader of the team. And um, I thought you were going to be in Cincinnati forever, but um, how, how did it go down there uh, that when you were done with Cincinnati? Can we tell that? <laughs> yeah, I, can tell I think it's time now. Um, <laughs> he, he's not affiliated with any of my teams anymore. <laughs> Why was he before? He was the coach of Cardiff. Scaldi was? Yeah, he didn't last long. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I, I was about, I think he, it was about half a season. Uh, not, no, yeah. shocker. Uh, he didn't last long, long in golf either. Uh, didn't last long anywhere. Uh, anyway, so let's tell came, the story then. Because, he came in so, okay, let me tell my side of it though. Is I played against you when you were just starting Cincinnati. You were the leader of the team. You were the stir, stir, stir the straw stirring the drink. And um, then you became the captain. You guys win it all, not just once, but twice. East Coast all decade team. Um, never even heard of that before. Um, but then he became the coach. And what, what, what happened? <laughs> So our coach left and went to uh, Rochester, head coach there. And our assistant coach left and went to Coach Greenville, head coach there. So he he came in to be the head coach. Uh, new assistant coach, Scott Fankhauser. Uh, he's a good guy. And then and, – and we had – actually, we had, like, considering as much turnover as there usually is in the USHL, especially from teams that win, we had half, a, half our team back. We had a lot of players back. Um, and not just like bottom end guys, like a lot of good players. And, uh, uh, so we expected to have a good team. Um, and like right from the start, um, he started like just getting rid of a lot of those guys. Like, did you play a season for him? Yeah. So, but it started out. So right. Like he, he got rid of a guy right at the end of training camp, a guy that, who had been on the team to win a championship last year, didn't even make it through training camp, got traded, didn't like him. Um, and then um, we played, it was maybe the first or second weekend, and then we were playing in Elmira, and me and another guy got called up to Rochester. So we were like, yeah, we'll go, whatever. So we went up there, and we were there for, I don't know, a week, week and a half, and um, Scaldi or Fankhauser or whoever, somebody, whoever did our immigration, screwed my immigration up. I had no visa. So, like, we had a game in Hamilton, and, like, I couldn't go. I could get into Canada, but I couldn't get back in the U.S. so that they didn't do my paperwork for my visa. So I couldn't go. So I didn't go to the game. I just hung out in Rochester. Then we came back, played, like, one or two games at home that weekend and played. And then, like, the next week, Abbotsford, uh, B.C. had a had a team at the time, right? So we were going, like, a road trip out there. And, like, you couldn't go. still, I have, I have no visa. Like, I can't go to any of these games in, like, Canada, like, and get back in the U.S., so, and I just got married, um, uh, in August that year. Um, so whatever, like I was settled in Cincinnati, right? Like yeah. I, I was 29 years old. I, my fifth year in Cincinnati, um, I was the captain of the team. Like I would had a house, like they're paying my, you know, paying my mortgage. Like I had a good you were, set. You were set up. I was, a, I had a better, I had a better, even though I was playing in the American league or, at, you know, in Rochester, like I had a better setup than like living in the hotel in Rochester, New York and, you know, yeah, doing that, I right? Know. Which is never fun for very long. So finally, I went to Chuck, who had been my coach in Cincinnati, and said, like, hey, like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. Like, we were having, like, our 
uh, like banner raising and ring ceremony the next weekend for our home opener. And I was like, like, I don't like not to sound like ungrateful or anything, but like, what am I doing here? I can't play half the games. Like, what's the plan? And like Rochester, they had, they didn't have not have a good team. I probably, if I wouldn't have like kind of said, Hey, just send me by to Cincinnati. I probably like the other guy stayed there till January. Right. He was, you know, like he was like, I was the first line center in Cincinnati. He was the second line center. Like I could have stayed. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anyways. And you were in the AHL with a coach you had won a championship <clears throat> with that knew you and then brought right. you with him. Which unfortunately, like, it would have been great if it would have happened two or three years earlier. Right. Yeah. Um, just timing was not the best. And <clears throat> I got Rebecca's like, what's going on? Like, are you coming home? Like, you know, like the grass, you know, like who's going to cut the grass? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, like I go back and like, and since then we, we had like all these guys coming back and we got off to a terrible start. Like we went 0 and 5, like the first five games or something. And like, um, just a bad start. And like a lot of the guys that he had signed to bring in, like didn't work, weren't working out. And it's like, not just not, working out on the ice, but was like not great people off the ice. And it was kind of an ugly situation. And he started making moves. And like, at that point, like, who do you think, like he's, he's trading guys or moving guys. He's not, he's not moving the guys he signed and brought in. Like he's oh. moving other guys that were kind of there and, and it kind of really like <laughs> splintered the team a lot. Like, um, so anyways, season goes on. We're getting some wins. We're really not doing very well. We're, you know, just always, fighting for a playoff spot like if you're just fighting for a playoff spot in the coast you're not a great team right so um whatever we got along okay most of the time like we had a couple instances where we disagreed on some things but like i'm not one to like argue with a coach or, no you know. but but when <clears throat> but you have a hockey brain and like i think so do i and sometimes when you're doing something and if it doesn't make sense to you you want to ask the question of like, why are we doing it this way instead of that way? And then some people can get upset, you know? Right. <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it was, it was a similar situation to like the Dave Matthews thing where like the players, you know, the, you know, we all play for coaches that just, it's not, not working out and the players get talking amongst themselves and right. it just, it, it and just it snowballs and, yeah. and it, until a change is made, like it's, it's yeah. just too much negativity and it's right. Um, similar to my end of my Western Michigan. So, <laughs> so anyways, the season went on. That's the year Carl Hudson, like, like had crazy been, Carl. Oh, like, he's one of my favorites. Like, challenged him in the block in the in the dressing room the next day to another fight. And, like, Sorry, what was that? Carl Hudson almost got into a fight with him outside the bar on like a, after a Sunday afternoon game. With the coach. they hated each other. They hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> How could you hate Carl? So Carl's one, he got sent down from Rochester and okay. like, and he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't feeling, he was like, <laughs> you know, and Carl's like, Oh, I want to play. I want to get back to Rochester. Right. Going to come yeah. down and like play really well, get back to Rochester. And like those two hated each other so much. Like Carl barely played. Like he was in the doghouse from day one. Like, so eventually we had a Sunday afternoon game. It was like after Christmas. And uh, this bar, like downtown Cincinnati, like they set up, we like go there, just the team, right? You know, food after, watch some football, whatever. And, um, <clears throat> and so the coaches that showed up, like a few hours after we've all been there. Right. You know, like everyone's like, everybody's having, having fun. Like, yes. Not a good, not a good 
situation when like when it's like yeah it's when guys are we're not winning guys aren't getting along the coach stuff like that right Right. so it's not their time um, to show up so anyway i was there shortly after they got there like i was out of there i was going home and i wake up the next morning to like voicemails on my phone text messages and like so i whatever i get up i get in the rink early and and uh one guy's like hey like i'm like what happened last he's like oh like hudson almost got in a fight with scaldi like we had to like guys were like holding them back like at each other the bar. so i don't know what exactly was said between the two of them or whatever but um you know what carl is like when he gets like really drinking like whiskey right or whatever is that what he drinks he, well he, yeah i don't he never really got into whiskey but like well that's, maybe what's interesting for me that. is like every time i hung out with carl and we had drinks and had fun like he had fun he was he was a fun guy he was a he's when he's drinking he wasn't an angry guy trying to yeah, fight he anybody. must have stopped drinking whiskey that must have been what it was <laughs> so or they really hated each other <laughs> yeah so then the next so and 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 meanwhile he's like waking up like and he comes in and he's like he's like hey like this is what happened like i just want to like i'm going to go in and apologize right because usually you go into the practice your coaches are already there right mm-hmm. always yeah well the assistant coach was there the head coach was nowhere to be found hadn't showed up and we're at you know like 10 o'clock five or whatever it's like all right he's still not here still not here the assistant coach comes in and writes on the board like you know like 9 45 meeting so and like Carl's like just ready. Like as soon as he sees that, he just wants to apologize. Like talk yeah. this out, like water under the bridge. Like let's whatever we're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even get that opportunity. We're all sitting there at nine 45. The coach walks in and just starts laying into him. Like I've never seen anything. I've never been so disrespected in all my years of hockey. Like I've never seen a player act that way. Like putting everything on Carl. And Carl meanwhile is like being professional about it. Just like, Still just wants to apologize, wants to apologize, wants to apologize, right? Like probably in the back, he still probably hates the guy, but probably in his head too. He's like, I don't want to get in shit with Rochester, you know, like I'm already down here. Like, you know? Yeah. So doesn't even get it. And he's like, he's like, you want to fight? You think you can fight me? Let's go outside right now. You and me, let's go finish this. Cops <laughs> just like, finally, he's like, no, I don't want to fight. Like, I want to apologize. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like, I don't like, I'm sorry for everything that happened. Like, can we like get through, you know, like work this out and just, and then like he kind of stormed off. <laughs> That's in front of And I think team. the funny thing about it is like, they actually got along better after that for the rest of the season. Like he, Carl was there the whole rest of the season, never got called out. They actually, two of them actually got along a little bit better the rest of the season. So then the season continues on. And we, and we like our, it just, it was all the things that like happen on losing teams. Like we have like a guy like shows up, doesn't show up at practice the next day. Like he had a DUI the night before, like, you know, like just stupid stuff. Like, like just, it was just a mess. So, and on like a Tuesday night, like the guy gets a DUI like a Tuesday night, like, right. Like, yeah. So not that there's a good day to get it, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. What, What were you doing on Tuesday? So, so anyways, and like we ended up making the playoffs. I think we were like the seventh seed or whatever, lost first round. And um it was just a kind of a miserable season. Um so anyways, he and mind you preface this with the summer before when Chuck left. Chuck took the job and he'd already signed some people and um he's like, Hey, like, what do you want to do next year? Like, do you want to sign? Like, or he's like, Are you interested in coaching? Like, 
you know, if whatever, like I know he like Scully was maybe like one of the guys that was like top candidate for like being the head coach. He's like, Hey, like if you want to get into coaching, I can just like, I'll put a good word in for you. Like you want to be the assistant coach. And I was at the time I was not ready to be done playing yet really. Right. You could still play. Um, you just been in the HL. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, <laughs> right. So I was like, no, like, I don't want to be done playing. I'm not ready to stop. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I was our leading scorer the year before, like we just won a championship, like, right. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> so, so anyway, season ends and, uh, and I go in for my like year end meeting, exit meeting or whatever. And, um, it was all positive. It was all great. He's like, you're a great player. Like, you know, great leader, loved having you like, and, and, and it's like, I played a ton. Right. Like I was our leading scorer of the team that year. Like I was on the first part, you know, like I played all the time, killed penalties, played every situation. The same um, way you did everywhere you played. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so it, and it was all positive. Like, Hey, like, you know, obviously we want to, we want to have you back and uh, you know, like we'll talk, you know, later as the summer's on, but I definitely want to have you back. And that was like, okay. Yeah. Great. All, all good. Left it at that. And then that's the last time I talked. Well, last time I like talked to him in person. <clears throat> so then, uh, and you were living in Cincinnati. Yeah. So then, so how did it end then that you realized you well, were I'll, not playing anymore? So, you know, that's like how that's, your career ended though. Right. Like that's yes, how it yeah. ended. Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. You were done playing at that point and you didn't realize that. Yes. So this is like, whatever, end of April, probably. Right. And start of May. And then, okay, summer goes on, whatever, nothing, you know, there's nothing going on. Well, the last of the league still in playoffs. Right. So, um, and then we, I, we really had no reason to like see each other or be in touch or do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I guess like June comes around, like some teams like ECHL teams will start signing guys like later in June, like after the playoffs are over, right. They'll start signing for the next year, getting press releases out, stuff like that. And, and uh like i'm not thinking anything of it like oh you want me back i'm coming back like we'll figure yeah, it out no big deal yeah so whatever so they a couple press you know a couple press releases come out oh we signed this guy we signed this guy we re-signed this guy kind of thing and i'm talking to like some of my buddies from the team and they're like have you heard anything from scully i was like no i haven't i haven't seen him around I haven't talked to him he's like I tried to call him, like want to come back like want to resign like get this done he's like he won't even return my phone calls i'm like I'm like, okay, like that's you know, like it's weird. Like I haven't heard anything from him, and and uh, so whatever. So I try to reach out to him, and nothing. And I and like at this time, like I you don't have an agent at this time. You're in the coast for five years on the same team, you and, and you're comfortable, and you're doing it yourselves because you have a relationship right, with all the to, people there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so same thing. I'm not getting you know sending text messages, and I maybe get a response like, oh yeah, we'll we'll talk here in the next few weeks. You know, I'm like all right, well, whatever. So. So other guys are like, like, at least I'm living there. So like, I, I don't have, I'm not like calling other teams, like find another place to play. Right. Like right. there, I'm married. I live there, you know, like I'm not going somewhere else. Um, and some other guys like, okay, whatever. They end up leaving and going somewhere else or something with another team, just let them go. And, um, guys that want to come back. And, uh, and then it was kind of like, what is know, going on? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember, uh, obviously the equipment manager had been there the whole time. I think he's still there. Uh, he like, he called me or I saw him somewhere. He's like, Hey, like, and we, we were, we were great friends. He's like, Hey, like, I gotta tell you, like I was in his office the other last week or the other day. And like, you know, he closed the door and I can see like the lineup on the 
back of the door or whatever, right? And, and you he's like, on there. you're not anywhere on there. And so that was like, when you realize, it's almost yeah. by this point, like talking to some other guys are like, okay, like something just isn't right. Right. Yeah. And so when he told me that, like, obviously like everything started to make sense. He's like, yeah, this guy's not on there. This guy's not on there. This guy's not on there. You're not on there. Like you're not even on a list of people that are under consideration. <clears throat> um, so, uh, so at that point, kind of knew like that was done and it was probably and then i still tried to reach out to him like i still like hey like if you're not gonna reassign me i think yeah you should at least tell me at this point yeah like um with what you've done for cincinnati cyclones for winning two championships for being the the captain yeah the last conversation we had is that like you're i'm you're definitely coming back we want you back like we'll we'll get we'll get you resigned here and what 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 was tough for me And I don't like saying anything negative. I just hear what I hear and I'm just in my shed talking away, but like Cardiff hired him and um, I was still communicating with the GM and the owners and, um, and one of the owners says, Oh, you're going to love this guy. Get him in the shed. He's one of us. And uh, like in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, well, I actually know Barrett's story from back in the day. And I have heard this name before, (laughs) um, you know, <laughs> how long ago was it when he coached there? It wasn't so it last, last season, the year before he coached the first half of the year or so just into the past halfway. And then they got rid of him. And then a player Brody DuPont that had been on the team and was injured for the year, then became the coach and they ended up winning the playoffs. Um, and then that guy <laughs> coached a year. And then uh, now they have a new coach. They have a team, great Britain head coach that runs muck and just won in Germany okay. a couple times. And he's, he's, He's a coach coach. Yeah. But so finally uh, didn't work so out finally... that well. And with my side of it is um, <clears throat> I did go back for some couple testimonials lately and um, well, I just heard how it went and what went on and how it was going and how they came to the decision to make a change. And I thought, well, I kept, <laughs> your story kind of is all kind of lines up. <laughs> um... Well, then I, so I finally got a hold of him or finally he ended up like returning a phone call of mine. And, uh, and this is then like quite a while later. So I already know how the call is going, but like it's yeah. a conversation that still probably needs to be had. Yes. And, uh, and actually he did. Uh, so I had a, a really good buddy who was, he was there in Cincinnati for the five years I was there a year in the middle. Uh, he went and played, uh, Oh, he was over in, uh, in Zagreb and then to uh where do you go after that? I don't know, somewhere else over in Europe. Um, oh, uh in Italy somewhere. Um, Cortina, maybe I don't know, somewhere in Italy. So <clears throat> so anyways, then <clears throat> so he played two years in Cincinnati, went to Europe for a year, then came back to Cincinnati for two more years. So he was worse. He was living in the team apartments. He had torn his ACL or something, I believe. Uh, or had a knee injury, had knee surgery, was like rehabbing all summer. He had a wife and they just had in in the in April they just had a kid, so like he was rehabbing all summer long and same thing. Yeah, we're gonna resign. You want to have you back? Whatever. So like he was told, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, no, we're resigning. As soon as your rehab's done, you gotta get out of the apartment with a wife and kid." Yeah. So so anyways, he had that conversation, and then a couple of days later, he finally called me, and. uh and whatever he's like, hey, like we're we're we've signed other players. Like I don't have a, I have a spot for you. 
And uh, so I was like, whatever. I don't exactly remember how the conversation went, but um, I do, I did say like, Hey, like, you know, I've heard this from other people. This isn't a complete shock to me. Like obviously other people that I'm friends with who have been in your office have told me this and like that you have no plans. And, and even the assistant coach, Oh, that's one other story. <clears throat> so anyways, and I just said, I said, I think like I deserve to, to be treated a little bit better than this. He's like, and he just like, he can't, he like barked back at me. He's like, I don't know you anything. You don't deserve it. You know, any special treatment or anything. Or you guys like, well, I mean, I played on this. I was the captain of this team, the leading scorer of this team, just won two championships and had been here for five years. I think I deserve to be treated a little bit better than, you know, ghosted for four months, five months, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think what I said was outrageous. No, no. So, uh, so anyways, that kind of left it at that. But uh, Scott Fankhauser, who is the assistant coach, he, uh, he actually texted me at one point. He's like, hey, like, and he would have known. He just like basically like told me without telling me. He's like, hey, like, look out. If you want to keep playing, look at something else. He's like, you know, he 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 doesn't really want you. You know, like, and, yeah. and the work was Scott Baker. So he was the assistant coach that whole year, and they're in the office during the summer doing some different things, whatever. Especially towards the end of the year, they're trying to sign players and get stuff. Well, Fanky, like, his wife was from Georgia. They had a place down in Georgia they're going to go to for you know on and off throughout the summer. And uh, it was like before a weekend, a long weekend, and they're going to go down there. And, and like, he's just like, what's going on? Like, Sully's like avoiding me. Like, it's weird, you know, around the office, like it's weird. And so he's just like, I just like got like this really weird vibe. And then like, he's like, finally, I asked him, well, like, hey, like, what's going on here? Like, am I getting like, am I resigning for my contract for next year? Like, I'm like, he had a wife and two kids. So like, am I coming back? Like, what's going on here? And, and Scully just basically told him like, oh, like, I don't know what we'll we'll talk about stuff i gotta talk to ray uh like the president owner it's like i'll we'll talk when you get back you know after next week when you get back from georgia well he gets back from georgia and like he's like ray wanted to make a change <clears throat> oh ray wanted to make a change like <laughs> the assistant coach that was ray's decision like yeah you know like obviously you know that was bullshit but so anyways he was furious he had been basically told the same thing like yep we're coming back we're gonna do this game next year like you know he's living in the team apartments um so the whole thing like just i i think the way he treated people was the biggest downfall yeah um, um like i don't know the guy personally i i only just hear hockey stories you know um but like it's interesting for me um it's like this goalie matt caruth that plays in denmark he was with cardiff when he was the coach and um the guy's a gamer. He's a lot similar to you, like as competitive as people get. And um, for as a coach now, and like you see different team cultures. And then when I heard what the culture was like of that team, when he was running it, um, things weren't, you could say, being done the right way. And it got to the goalie. And then, you know, he didn't like things going like this and the culture and the way things were happening. And he did like, you know, get mad at teammates and do stuff in practices. And then all of a sudden, like, he's not going back to Cardiff. And it's interesting for me because if it's a different guy in charge, if say it's the coach they have now and the culture is the way it's supposed to be, I bet you that that whole thing plays out differently than it did. Um, but like every, I, I think 
coaching is a huge deal in hockey. And I think building a culture of a team and having things run fairly and like treating people the right way. It's like, you do deserve to be treated better after what you've done there. And, um, and I knew that story and, you know, it was tough for me when then I hear that guy's going to be the coach. Cause it is a small world. And when I know he's pissed off one of my good buddies and then he's coming to my team and I'm like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and honestly, like in the long run, whatever, like, right. Things always I, work I, out I, the wash though. Right. And that's the way I look at it. And things always work out for a reason. Um, and um, like they do have, a coach that the coach they should have there now and they're doing great and you can see the culture they have as a team and um you know things do get sorted out in the hockey world right yeah um so it was it was with my situation with you know being like settled there like i had other teams reach out to me but it was like what am i gonna do like i'm, I'm 29 years old i'm not gonna move to so another then, so then how was the transition before. though then because i know how it was hard for me it was hard moving to a new town where I didn't really know many people. I, and I can see how it works now, right? It's like my son coming up with all his buddies here, all these puppies that are going to be friends for life. When they're our age, they're still going to be friends for life. And it's like, I'm just some new guy in town. I don't have the bond with everybody like they have. And, um, it, it's it's neat to see, uh, but like Concordia is a very s small town, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously like it was, um, I don't know. I don't want to say tough, but just different. Right. But it's weird. Right. That like you could still play, you knew you could still play. Um, and then because you're settled in the town where that, that one coach doesn't want you out of any coach in the coast, like pretty sure any team in the coast would take you, but it's like that one place you're living in have settled is the right. place you can't go back and you're the captain the leader that's won two championships so that's got to be hard to hang up the wheels like that um yeah well and then you're in the city so like and right. you still know you still have teammates from the year before that are on the team and you know you know a lot everybody around the rink and all that stuff right and that's yeah. all and that happening whole like 15 days from your house yeah and then all <laughs> of a sudden you're not a part of it right so it, it actually it, it went like they didn't even make the playoffs the next year so it's got some gratification out of that um and uh so it's not like they were like having a bunch of success without me right uh, but whatever so um it's fine i got a job a few months later i got a job a job and start you know and, you, and you turned the page on. and moved on you move and... on with life and then um i think it was did uh I'm trying to think it would have been i stopped playing in 2011 it would have been 2011 2012 i think i was it was one year i was kind of completely out of hockey and then the next year i coached i coached for two years right before we had kids on oh, uh, nice. my, minor and major bantam team out of cincinnati so yeah it's so, fun to be fun. a part of a team right it's like this coaching thing man i'm so hooked because i'm on a team again and i'm trying to win championships and i'm trying to figure out how to move around all my little pieces to figure out like how to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy the coaching and, and obviously like having your own kids involved is, um, is a lot of fun. It's also like adds like a little bit of like tough dynamic to it sometimes, like trying to deal with them and then like, you know, like 
you got to get in the car ride home with them. <laughs> How hard are you too. being on them? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was hoping like my daughter, Lauren, like she's pretty like thick headed. Um, I wonder where so, she gets that from. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, like I'll coach Alex's team this year. And then whatever team she's on, somebody else can coach her. Right. Yeah. Like I don't mind not coaching as long as she has good coaches. I agree. Um, so, uh, so anyway, she made this team. I was like, oh, okay, like, that'd be great. Like, and then when the coach called me, he's like, hey, Lauren made the team, but uh, I want to ask you, like, hey, like, are you interested in, like, helping coach? Like, I could really, you know, I think it'd be great to, like, have you help. And I, he's like, I know you're doing Alex's team, but anytime we can have you there. And, I'm like, and that, that's nice, though, right? And it so feels I, you know, good to be wanted. It's hard to say no to that, right? And, like, yeah. Um, if you're not a part of it, so, you're not a part of it. I mean, I like so being I, a part of it. Yeah. So then, and I'd rather do that than sit in the stands and yeah. not, right? So then, whatever and then we get out we have a few brows he's like hey like and she's a defenseman he's like are you okay running the d or like doing the d <laughs> like, yeah <it's> fine. <laughs> um i have no problem with it myself with the kids i uh what i started doing is like i when we get to the rink i i drop colby off at the front door you know and let him go in on his own and then i just go hang out with my truck for five ten minutes and then i like come in as the coach like i'm not coming, yeah. you know that's actually pretty that's actually a good idea yeah, no, that's how I do it. And then when he's at the rink, he's just one of the other players. And like, we didn't go in at the same time. Um, I do carry sticks out of the arena and walk out with him, but I don't walk in with him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, it's, it's been, I, I've really been enjoying my minor hockey experience so far. Um, when you get the right people, the right kids, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do this year, but you've set the bar pretty high, sir. <laughs> <laughs> go Canucks right <laughs> yeah you, you got anything else for me the only other thing I got is that Chuck Weber that took carry in Cincinnati um I ended up playing against him in the UK he was Coventry's coach yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he went to uh so after he was under is Rochester, he still in the game yeah he's RPI's assistant coach okay so I don't know you know the guy that you should get on is Dave Smith former Sugar King from Arthur he's RPI's head coach I don't know him you should get him. I don't know him. He used to coach. So he, uh, he played like IHL. Um, and that's where he met Chuck. Chuck was like the video coach when uh, he was on Scully's team and Dan Snyder's team in uh, Orlando. They won the Turner cup, or whatever. Right. And then, uh, um, he was a assistant coach at Canisius, I think got the head job and then had a few good seasons there and then got the head job at RPI and Chuck had always stayed in touch with him. Well, those are the type and, uh, of people I like to get to know. So then when I raise <clears throat> puppies, right. Or I see kids from other towns around here that can play. I mean, I do have a couple contacts right now in NCAA where I'm getting texts from NCAA coaches now. Like, do you know this kid? Can you give me a background check? And that's how hockey yeah. works. And then you send a text to someone you trust and what they say back, you forward back over and that's hockey, right? Yeah. Um, how, how you treat people and how you do your business. It, 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 what goes around comes around, right? Yeah. And he would probably be, oh, well, how old is Scully? He'd be early 50s, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Dave Smith would probably be, he probably played Sugar Kings like mid, mid 90s. Okay. Before they were good. There's a lot like of people that have on the hockey world. There. There. There's a lot of people that have on the hockey world. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. I can't keep up. <laughs> A lot of people to talk to, um, but I don't know. I don't think I have anything else other than I really enjoyed the poster pictures you sent. It was you coaching your kids. 
I think hockey needs more people like you in it and coaching kids. Um, and you were holding trophies, and that's fun. Winners win, right? That's right. <laughs> and you just won a tournament this last weekend, right? That's the only time I take pictures, though. Yeah, well, winning's fun. <laughs> Losing's we did, the opposite. so I have to tell you, but I'll wrap up. I'll tell you about the weekend. Yeah, do it. <clears> we, uh, go. Friday, I already told the, you about mine. We ran amok. <laughs> Holland, Michigan is the, the Grinch tournament, so the Grinch is there. Last year, we went and played, and we lost the championship. <clears throat> so... Friday we go, we won, uh, played another team from Chicago, beat them 8-4, feeling pretty good. We'd won, we, we have, we've had a nine-game losing streak already this year. Nice. It's a pretty nine-game losing streak. That's, but then, that's we, epic. then we had like a five-game winning streak. Jeepers. So then Saturday we play a team, another a team from Rockford. They're actually in our league. I haven't played them yet, but lost 2-1 to them. Didn't play great. And then we played the second game Saturday and lost 5-2 to Saginaw. So, anyways, we're in the semifinals on Sunday morning, and we're playing uh, the team we beat on Friday. Uh, so, beat them, um, I don't know, 6-4. And now we're in the championship against uh, the team we lost to 5-2. Yeah. So, kids are like, even my son Alex is like, I don't know, they beat us 5-2. I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, yeah. it was a close game till the end. They got a couple late goals. Like, if we play better, we all play well, we, we, can, we can win, right? So, and they're pretty fired up. They're in the championship game, first championship game for most of them. And uh, um, we played the best. They played the best game all season. Our goalie played awesome. Um, We got up, uh, we were up 2-0. Then they scored. We were up 3-1, ended up winning 3-2. But, like, we had more penalties this weekend than we've had all season. Like, we we were two men short, I bet, five or six times this weekend. And for Mites, like, they don't know what to do. I just put like my best three kids out there, like just go chase the puck now, like get it out of his own. So like our team, there he gets three. They got the goalie pulled. They're calling timeout, like set me home, like so we yeah, we survived and they're just throwing they're throwing stuff. We go out, they celebrate, right? We got oh, one yeah. kid. He's taking his jersey off. I'm like Johnny, what are you doing? Like, like I don't know what you think. Like, I think it's the first where time have you wanted. seen that? Before? I'm like, I don't know what you do. Like, we don't just get completely undressed on the ice here. So uh, they're all pretty happy and oh, doing stuff like that, right? Like, um, the kids love it. The parents love it. Like, you get down to okay, we're shorthanded. So one goal game of a third period. Like, we're not. You know, you got to put out your best players. So some kids, you know, miss a shift or two. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they don't. As long as you win, they don't care. Right. right, like yeah. everybody, and, and you have to play to win. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about our squad is like I don't have to hide any players, I can play everybody. But yeah, we I say we play old school, but like our kids try so hard on the ice, we take so many penalties, it is crazy. Like, we're shorthanded 10 times more than we're on the power play, and like I'm talking not one or two games, I'm talking every game we're taking penalties. and. I don't, I can't tell them not to try so hard. And um, it's like, well, if we get the penalties, let's just kill them. And it's like the game against mid Huron, like we killed a five on three for like three and a half minutes in the third period in a tie game. And then, you know, you kill that. We did the same thing in Walkerton on the Friday night. We killed like the whole second period. And then you get through those penalty kills, man. It can bring a team together. When guys start blocking shots and mucking it up, and then you get through a big kill, man. We were like a rocket ship to the moon after. <laughs> 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 but seriously, uh, it's interesting. We had like kids try so hard. There's taking a lot of penalties because like I, I I want my team mucking it up and playing old school, you know? Yeah. It's better than not. It's better than 
knocking in and being aggressive and, and playing new school fancy dancy you know it, it is interesting watching kids play though because like if you get them focused in and dialed in mike it's amazing how well they can play it's like that mid-jared game the first period we were so brutal and then like they did turn it on they did figure it out and they played so differently the last two periods and it was like it's amazing how bad you could be or how good you could be just by focus and effort, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anywho. Okay. Well, guess that's all I got for today. Better be get back to the real world. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got three, three practices tonight. I only got competitive gymnastics, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different experience. Like all the parents just dropped their kids off. Like all it's for three hours long. I mean, really? That's, yeah. Uh, so like I'll go for an hour, but like um it's different than being on a team where like I don't know, like yeah. you you're there all together and you know, it's different, but um she's loving it and uh she's into it and good at it. So keep doing it. Good. Yeah. Well, nice catching up with you again, sir. Uh um, thanks for having me on. Hopefully you can inspire the next wave of concurrent Canucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll maybe, be watching. maybe one of my puppies will end up being an East Coast all-decade team player too, right? Maybe. Yeah. Really Two-time knows. Kelly Cup champion, Sutherland Cup champion with yours truly, and a three-time All-Ontario champion, and a Purple Eagle champion and Hall of Famer, right? I yep. hate saying nice things to you. You suck. Beat you at ping pong all the time. <laughs> How's your game? My ping pong game? Yeah. Dominate the Heritage Heights circuit. I've had a couple competitive games with neighbors around here, but you know what? Actually, my, I, my co-coach Jared, he beat me at ping pong. We had a coaches meeting and we started it out by competing on the ping pong table. Lost a heartbreaker. 21, 19. You should, uh, you ever played time Murray? No. Good. Really? Yeah. Better than you? You were all defense, just flat paddle. Uh, no he's probably a little bit better than me. He used to he used to have a table in his like back dark corner of his basement with like one light bulb, so like he was the only person that could like adjust to the light. And <laughs> well, here you go making excuses. It was a again, home eh? table. You making excuses again? Yeah, yeah you made the excuses because mine wasn't a net; it was a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> so fun times though. It was good fun competing with you, but it was I would say it was more fun being your teammate than playing against you. But I like playing against competitors, and I always enjoyed when we mucked it up college eating the coast you know and yep. i just to remind you i really do appreciate your support um writing that letter it means a lot to me um because i do love coaching thanks good well good luck the rest of the season yeah go Canucks. i'll be watching yeah we're gonna run amok and this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with eggy and wally Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band.